Hideo Nakata's horrifying tale of a cursed videotape that embodied the rage of a tortured girl is brought to life at- Wait, I think I might be confused. We watch Kimini Tadoke from me to you, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, Weep of All Trades, and quiet friend who is always hungry, PJ. And me, a dad who's so happy his daughter has friends, Skylar. And joining us as always is our dear friend who is terrified of Sadako's curse, Lauren. I guess I must be, but I am that friend that also gives gifts as a form of affection. Well, Lauren, let's talk about affection as we kick off Romance Month with Kimi Tadoke From Me to You. So tell me, Lauren, that title, Kimi Tadoke From Me to You, what did you think based on that this anime was going to be about? Um, I had to go solely based on the English translation because the Japanese title meant very little to nothing to me. I started with (laughs) like, this is the name of the character vibe and then saw the translation and went, oh, absolutely not. That's not at all what I was thinking. Now, what if it wasn't a translation? What if that was just the subtitle? Oh, I didn't think that, you know, they could have the subtitle. I took it as a direct translation of the Japanese title. And that's what I based my assumptions on. But you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the colon from me to you title. But based on the English translation, I think this is going to be a you've got mail or like a shop around the corner situation where characters fall in love via exchanging letters. That's really cute. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Letters? (laughs) Okay. Well, you've got mail updates it to email back when AOL dial up was a thing but still you could probably like have like a a double feature of you've got mail and the lake house oh and you call it unconventional communication romances you could and i mean there's also shop around the corner which is what you've got mail is based on and that is you know two people falling in love as pen pals and then realizing they work together in the same place they're so silly it's very good Jimmy yeah, Stewart. so you have that's that's your trilogy. You have Shop Around the Corner, mm-hmm. uh, you've got Mail and the Lake House. There you go. Sounds good to me. Or that's what we're watching. That's what this is, right? That's what this yeah. anime is. I mean, yeah. Well, let's hold on making that call because once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? I still do think this is a pen pal situation, but they all are wearing uniforms, so they're in school. So I think this is one of those like I don't know if you guys did. I had assignments where you like find a pen pal and then you write to them for a while did you guys have that in school no no i saw it on tv shows and i always kind of wanted to do it but i never did it right okay i mean this was in my homeschool days too when we like didn't have um in-person social interaction so they gave us pen pals which was still fun oh that's so cute yeah i haven't written to her ever since i was in elementary school but we wrote a lot to each other when we were younger you would that that reads for me like Let's see. So I think the front two characters are our pen pal slash couple who are in love. The little girl and the little boy in the very front. She has very long, dark hair. She is super sweet. She's super idyllic. She sees the world through rose-colored glasses, if you will. And he is super, super shy, but he has 
a really big heart and he is gonna fall in love with this little girl oh. via their letters. Say hopefully it's not a little little girl. No, 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 no. They're all I think they're when all he was little. not eighteen, Lauren calls little girl okay. a little boy. I was like, oh, <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a, a verbal tick apparently. I do it envision there in like middle school, maybe high school at like the oldest. So I I see them as I this is a young romance. And then they have their three friends in the background. The girl on the left with super short, she's like a a bob situation she's the funny one she's super encouraging and she's going to help her friends through the tough times with her humor uh that's me and then <laughs> the girl who's in the middle who's like saluting she is the assertive one and she gives really really bad advice because her relationships have all failed but she's like super loyal to the girl in the front and then the like is it like a buzz cut i don't know it's super short hair it's the shortest hair I might have seen in anime. Everyone else has very long hair. Anyway, the short-haired boy is the middle girl's latest boyfriend. He absolutely is falling in love with her in a very serious way. She might not be taking it as seriously right now. So we're going to have to see if their relationship <laughs> uh, pans out over the anime. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> That's literally so funny. <laughs> I guess the humor depends on how right I am. Okay, so we have these very, I mean, like, you know, like a, a school romance. Yeah. You know, we have these, the best friends that are always supportive. You have, mm-hmm. you know, the comic relief, the new budding relationship playing counter to uh, established, established relationship. relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I went for all those know, tropes. You've got all the the tropes and the making of a romance story is mm-hmm, a great way to mm-hmm. try to kick off romance month. Thank you. So let's see how much of that translates as we watch the first two episodes of Kimi ni Todoke from me to you. So we will do that and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Kimi ni Tadoke from me to you. Tell me, what did you think? I thought it was absolutely adorable. It's so, so sweet. I did have a, like an overarching question, but I'll wait until after housekeeping because okay. um, it'll probably be more discussion based. I feel like I have a I know whole thing prepared is. for you, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. I'm I feel sure like we're all ready for what this question is. I think you are. But let's yeah, let's get through that housekeeping real quick then. So, Kimi ni Todoke From Me to You is based on the manga by Karuho Shina that ran from May 2006 to November 2017 for 30 total volumes in Basatsu Margaret Magazine. There are also two light novel series for Kimi Todoke, the first of which was written by Kanae Shimokawa and ran for 16 volumes from 2007 to 2015, the second of which was written by Kanako Shirai that ran for 13 volumes from 2011 to 2015. The anime was directed by Hiro Kaburaki and produced by Studio IG for Nippon TV from October 2009 to March 2011 for 28 total episodes. There is also a live-action film directed by Naoto Kumazawa that released September 2010 in the middle of the series run. So they probably went into production around the same time based on release schedules. Mm. But that's it for our Kimi Todoke housekeeping. Let's go through episodes one and two. Kuronuma Sawako is considered cursed by her classmates due to her appearance and shy personality. She is nicknamed Sarako after the famous ghost from The Ring. Sawako, however, encounters a popular Kazahaya Shota who talks to her normally and encourages her to try to open up and make new friends. Sawako then volunteers to play as a ghost during a class event, the Test of Courage. During the test, Kazahaya comes to keep her company, 
Through this, Sawako is also able to become a little closer to two classmates, Yoshida Chizuru and Gyano Ayane. The next day, when Sawako gives up her umbrella to cover a box with a puppy in it during a rainstorm, she shows up to school drenched. Yoshida and Yano give her a change of clothes, and Kazuhaya gives his towel to her. On the way home, Kazuhaya reveals that he was playing with the same puppy earlier, explaining why he came to school drenched as well. Afterwards, he decides to adopt the puppy, promising Sawako that she can see it again at a later date. The next day, Sawako's class has a sea change day. Unfortunately for Sawako, no one wants to sit by her. Anxiously trying to avoid Sawako, they settle on drawing numbers to determine seating. After hearing enough of it, Kazuhaya moves his table and seat next to Sawako's and asks to switch with whoever had the number assigned. Seeing this, Yano and Yoshida do the same. Sawako also gets to meet Sanada Ryu, a friend of Kazuhaya and Yoshida, who sits behind her. Wanting to show her appreciation for the events of the previous day, Sawako gives them some homemade cookies as a thanks for being so nice to her, and that's episode 1 and 2 of Kimi ni Todoke. Okay, so my question is, is it traditional in Japanese love stories to have a slow burn yes almost exclusively okay because i was like oh they're so cute they obviously love each other oh we're waiting oh we're just gonna keep waiting okay they're still so cute they're still so in love i mean sometimes shows will go like legit like it's like season two they find like end of season two slow burn is huge in show uh, in uh shoujo anime like in okay. anime or a manga that I particularly love right now that I won't say for spoilers, but they just had a kiss, uh, their first kiss after two years. Wow. After two years. Also, this happens in like K dramas. Anytime, mm-hmm. like it takes forever for anyone to fucking kiss. It's such a it's such a thing. Like I remember Skylar and I were watching this K drama, and like it was like episode like fourteen, and they held hands, and we were like, "Wow, what a slut." <laughs> <laughs> she gave up the ghost so fast. No, because we were, PJ and I put on a, uh, I guess it was like rated R K-drum at one point. And like, they fucking kissed in the first episode. I was like, blasphemy, fucking sluts, <laughs> what? <laughs> How are we going to do that now? <laughs> because it's a lot about like, A, the tension, but also, uh, I mean, almost always like you start introducing like secondary romantic interests. And because there's always like the, you know, there's a lot of will they, won't they. Right. But like without it being like very sitcom-y, it's just a lot of like, I don't know, especially considering a lot of romances are high school based. High school kids are stupid. Yeah. High school kids are very stupid. We're all stupid in high school. What I thought you were going to ask was. Oh, go for it. About the ring. Yeah. Because that's what I'm prepared to talk about as well. (laughs) You should. Because I was like, oh, I know that's a a scary movie. And that is as far as my knowledge went. Okay. So do you remember when the ring came out like years ago no i did not know that scene. okay so the movie the ring it's spooky so the ghost right she mm. is depicted as white dress long black hair in front of her face super yes. uh, super creepy super scary those ghosts are called unrios and they're specifically there to just like fuck your shit up they're like uh vengeful spirits specifically Ooh. and so what happens with the ring is uh like she's a daughter she gets killed she's like a bad 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 child bad person and then like you watch this cursed videotape you put it in you get a phone call they say seven days and then um you die in seven days by her and it's all like scary shenanigans now the grudge is the best one but anyways okay 
in uh, the ring, her name is Sadako. So, right. like, when someone calls her, like, her name, it's, like, a big deal. Obviously, you saw it. You saw it. Can I ask you a question, Skylar? It's probably not a thing, but in the English dub, is her name different yes it's samara okay well yeah i was gonna ask like did they name her something closer to samara because in the so sadako is from the original ring the ring but it's also been called ringu mm-hmm. which is the japanese version it was remade in america pretty quickly after and that's the version most people know okay well most people in america well yes which is obviously like a big cultural phenomenon unto itself but obviously her name isn't japanese in that her name is mm. samara so are you saying, Skylar, that in the English dub of Community Doke, her name is closer to Samara? I don't know. I didn't watch the English dub. Oh, what did you think I was asking? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I thought you meant something else. I thought you were asking for the English name of Sadako. Oh, okay. Well, or Sabako, I mean. That's it. Well, no, I mean, of Sadako, I guess. Yeah, you know, whatever. whatever. Confusion aside, I think it's, I think that'd be interesting. Obviously, none of us have watched an English dub, so this no. mystery goes unanswered for you, our listeners. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe our listeners know, and they'll tell us. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Now I just want to watch it. But you know what <laughs> I do want to talk about oh, with this anime? It. Yeah. Is how fucking absolutely stunning this anime is. Oh, yes. beautiful. The watercolor backgrounds. I cannot stress this enough. This is maybe one of my favorite art styles I've ever seen in an anime mm-hmm. ever. I don't I know agree. what there. I don't know what it is about it, but the character design, the way that everyone is drawn so soft and sweet, like that's what I want everything to look like. Like I mm. love the art direction and art design in this anime. And it's so simple. Like yeah. I've seen way more beautiful anime in my life, but I'm just in love with this style. Agreed. And I am blown away that this anime is from 2009. I thought this was like... Shut up. No, literally, Lauren, that was going to be my whole little thing. I was going to say, we were watching it last night, and PJ was like, this is gorgeous. And I was like, oh, I don't remember what happens. He's like, didn't you just watch this? I was like, yeah, when it like came out. He's like, how long ago was that? I was like, 2009. And he was like, no, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, your PJ impersonation was so good. That's pretty much exactly what it sounded like. But again, like, it looks like... Like brand new, like it's it stunning, does. stunning. It looks recent. I'm yeah. so shook that it's that. I don't want to say old, but it's I guess old. it is. It's, I'm comparatively. I graduated high school in 2009. I was right behind you in 2010. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And then PJ was PJ. Just don't say 2012, anything. baby. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, no, I completely agree. I love. I mean, listen, there's always been beautiful characters in all the anime we've watched, right? But these people, I was like, you're all pretty to look at. And I enjoy yes. watching you, yeah, on screen. And you know what? It also makes me so sad that because I I honestly do find Sawako so beautiful. She is. And I also do love, though, that like regardless of how beautiful this art style is, and again, like if, if I could find an artist out there that can perfectly replicate this art style, like I'd pay them to just do a million different things. But that aside... <laughs> Um, I love that your ghost hug of the other is like how how often they go into these like fucking very funny dark TV. Well, like many. Well, a the dark moments where she where like you get to see how people perceive her and she's like mm-hmm. terrifying looking, mm-hmm. but also the like immediate afterwards where she's like in that like kind of like compressed chibi form where she's yeah. like, "I'm sorry, I don't know what I did." <laughs> I don't know how to interact with people. I love her so much. Yeah, you just feel yeah, for her. You really do, because she is 
just a genuinely nice person. And everyone's like, oh, she's creepy looking. I heard that one person got sick from interacting with her. So like these rumors have started about her for no reason. And she's not like that at all. Well, the reason is because she looks like an Onryo. Sadako. <laughs> well, she looks like Sadako specifically. It's not about looking like an Onryo. It's specifically Sadako. And her name is similar to Sadako. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. children are cruel. Children, children are cruel. Are, ugh, children are the worst. I mean, like, this kind of goes back to something we were talking about during Psyche K, where, like, sometimes these animes bring up a lot of, like, childhood trauma <laughs> for Did me. it for you? And this one super did. Like, <gasps> I, I definitely, like, had a lot of moments where I was like, ugh, this is so relatable. Like, the moment that like fucking stood out to me the most was the moment where they were like the punishment is dating Sawako oh yeah like that's that's some real shit that's some real shit did you have to fake date someone for punishment? People would suggest that as punishment. Like, you know, like, as kids would play around, they'd be like, oh, like, there was, like, legit people who would be like, oh, you like PJ, as, like, an insult to people. Oh, Or, like, hard. you know, like, I forget what they call them, but, like, you know, there's also that thing that people do that reminds me, that this reminds me of, where they ask out an ugly person, and, like, she's they all, all stand them up. Kind of. They all bring the ugliest girl or guy that they can bring, and whoever brings the ugliest one wins and like i was asked out to one of those i again have more self-respect for myself than that so i said fuck no and then like that really fucked with a person because i think they like had like this weird like i got rejected by this ugly chud of a guy (laughs) after you rejected her she was like uh jk i didn't want to date you i was just doing it as a joke blah, blah, blah. but she was pissed she only said that because you rejected to her. save face regardless yeah that super reminded me of that definitely yes. was like oof remember this oof. remember this feel i also hated seat assignment shuffles i specifically hated shuffles because i've never been popular but i've always found like one or two people who i vibe with mm-hmm and anytime they were like, we're changing seats, and then I would have to find, like, be moved somewhere else. Immediately, I was like, all right, now I am basically alone in this class. Like, no one else here is going to like me. Oh, <laughs> oh babe, God. I'm sorry. It's fine. I don't mean for this to be such a bummer. There's a lot of very beautiful and sweet things in this anime, but she also has, like, a very sad life. Like, people are very, t- people are very terrible to her. And she volunteers to work all the time with and the teachers is he does notice and, and the like, teacher is it. also scared of her yeah he is because she volunteered to help him with something and he was like oh really no one else wants to okay <laughs> i think her um voice actress is incredible though because she has different tones for every different emotion. like art style and emotion that there is and like it was so distinct i didn't even have to be looking at the screen to know exactly what was going on she it was so fun to watch her <laughs> and to hear how she worked through everything when she smiles it's like animated so beautifully because you're like yeah. oh i know that's such a like a rarity you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah uh, she doesn't get to do it again i mean so to like kind of talk about the theme of the month i just absolutely love the romance in this like kazahaya is so head over heels for her and like he has been for so long and i think that's just so beautiful so sweet Mm -hmm. and he 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 looks at her and he just like literally like the art style is different when you finally see what she looks like to him Mm -hmm. and it's like almost like a watercolor painting of her smiling yes Yes. it reminds me of 
<laughs> the two of you when you were like trying to hint at each other that you liked each other and then you were overthinking everything. I was like, this is PJ and Skylar. Yeah, PJ's energy. like, I wasn't overthinking, but I was. <laughs> Skylar was, right, right. But also, like, that's part of what's happening in this show, like, right? Like, you have, I mean, I think part of it is that Sadako doesn't have a lot of, uh, Sadako, pff, uh, F me. Wow, you're uh, one of those Sabico. people. The problem is that Sawako doesn't have any self-worth. Yeah. So that's it's that's true. really where everything kind of stems from, is that because she has so little self-worth, she, A, can't even remotely imagine, like, it's not even in the lexicon of ideas that that Kazuhaya would be into her. Like, no. that's not even a possibility. Yeah. Well, yeah, Even as a friend. Even, I mean, yeah, barely as yeah, a friend. Because she was so shook when he knew her name. And like treated her as a human being, so the I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, so because it's not even an option, she is doing. I I, I agree. Kind of just reminded me of Skylar, where she's like, well, she like the idea of them even being in a relationship doesn't even cross her mind. Mm-mm. Like even as she's starting to develop feelings for him, she's kind of like kind of sidestepping them to herself. Yeah, um, yeah. Which then just leads to the situation where. She is like, I really respect you as a person. And he's like, oh, you don't like me and like he that. And that's so fine. Much. He likes her so much. So so much. Much. I like when he's like kind of embarrassed and he's like, I misread the situation. Ugh. And I'm like, Ugh. no, you're both just idiots. I love him Two idiots so in love. much. He's it's, so sweet. It's great. Like he's... He's best boy, and I love him. He's one of my favorite, like, uh, love interests of the month. I see why. I mean, he makes every situation so comfortable, even when she feels like she doesn't belong. Like, he yeah. instantly, like, makes her feel like, no, you're meant to be here. And he and calls we'll people out. the fuck out. I love he it. He does. He does. Yeah. And, and people are still too stupid to get it, though, because, like, I like the moment where he, like, is like, no, I won't. Date her, date her because like that's not a punishment uh, absolutely not a punishment like that's a terrible thing for you guys to say and, and then everyone's like oh he rejected her oh he rejected her <laughs> yeah people are so dumb in this but i do love kind of going to the beginning of like them talking you know she is finally able to open up to him and she mm-hmm. Is so new to talking to people like this that i like that the second that she like opens up and he's like oh, I really appreciate you being honest and open. She's like, okay, people love open honesty. I will no longer have an inner monologue. Everything is coming straight out of my mouth. <laughs> but she's so pure and wonderful. She doesn't have mean thoughts or anything. And no, so, it's absolutely true. Yeah. So when she's talking to Yoshida and Yano, like they're like, Oh, like it wins them over. It works for her. I do like when she's like, I love uh, pure hearted girls. Pure hearted girls. (laughs) She's just like sobbing. And then she's just looking at her like, why are you so weird? I love Yoshida. She's, ugh. She's tall, she's beautiful, and she just has a heart of gold. Ugh. The two of them fall for her. They both do. Yeah. They both. Really, like, obviously, Yoshida falls for her in that, Instantly. like, because she has that pure heart. Mm-hmm. But even outside of that, like, the fact that she's, like, willing to help them, like, and, like, obviously, there is, like, a little bit of exploitation to it. But, like, there's this weird thing where 
Sawako feels bad that she doesn't live up to the things they're bullying her about. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm so sorry. I can't sense ghosts and I have no idea what you're talking about. And she feels genuinely bad about that. Poor sweet thing. Like, no. And she's kind of like letting herself be exploited to be liked is what it seems like. But no, she genuinely is like, no, like, I'm willing to help you guys. I want to make you happy. I want to make you happy. And then they're like, oh, that was like pretty chill of you. Like, let's be friends, basically. Yeah, it's true. Their relationship is amazing. And there's so many like complexities amongst everyone in this anime and like every moment is so important Mm. and I really like how it's not like I like how it's kind of like comedy month where things are just happening in small parts it's not like the bit is done like in comedy month but it's very like all right so this cute thing happened over here oh like the next day this thing happened oh like it's very like go with the flow type of does that make any sense yeah, it's very episodic. It, I think there is like a very cohesive through line to this show. It's their it's their love and their interest in each other. But I mean, it's like and her you progression. Know, yeah, because you get to see her grow. But there's the first episode, which was all about what was that like the the courage Trial. night that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> courage night. The courage night, and then at karaoke on courage night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's this is their their advertising spot yeah there's that courage night and then you go to summer break and then you come back in episode two and they're back and you have the puppy and that's that episode and then you move on from there i assume okay i see what you're saying i thought you were more saying like it's like entirely episodic no but i see i i got you i got you yeah when we're watching like just one episode it does feel like three episodes not as in like it's been crammed together and there's like no room for anything but just feels very like i've gotten a lot out of this episode you know what i mean Yeah. yeah each episode is very complete in its its little tiny story and then there's the big overarching story of them falling in love with each other and her <laughs> you know getting more self-worth and using her voice and speaking her emotions more often to people i do like when that kind of like backfires on her when her like childhood friend comes up to her and it's like how are things going and she's like let me tell you kazahaya fresh as hell <laughs> and then he's just like there in the window like, oh and i just had that one on that tiktok audio being like damn bro how'd i catch you lacking this badly (laughs) (laughs) because like literally like he just like stares at her he like literally then opens the window and he's like what do you mean by that how yeah how should i (laughs) take this and her friend literally is like bye (laughs) just like gotta go (laughs) handle this second hand embarrassment but i like that he's like this is really sweet thank you (laughs) Yeah, because she's like, I-, I meant it as a compliment. He's like, oh, well, thanks. Like, fresh isn't refreshing. Not like, you're trying to get fresh with me. <laughs> I do like that he's like, she is like, yeah, he is 100% fresh. <laughs> yeah, she used fresh, <laughs> which is very 2009. <laughs> uh, but I do like the like, he doesn't make her feel weird about it. He no. does be like, I'll be right outside. We're talking about this. <laughs> Do not move. I am coming to talk to you about this. So I would absolutely die in the wait for him to get outside. I would be dead instantly. <laughs> <laughs> he would come out to a corpse. 
Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. No big news this week, just an apology for the slight delay in this episode. On an added note, earlier this episode we wondered if in the English dub for Kimonita Doke, Sawako's name is closer to Samara, since that's Sadako's name in the English remake of Ringu. Well folks, I have an answer and that is that there is no English dub of Kimonita Doke, so no. Whether that's because it'd be hard to rename her or not, the world may never know. Our Patreon content is a little backed up due to well, the same reasons this episode was delayed, but do not fret, dear Kawaii Desu patrons and future Desu patrons. More is coming. The newest poll is up for our February reduced redo. Since we had no episodes last February due to Skylar and I having COVID, we instead decided to fit the theme and let you all vote on all the romance anime we watched before we introduced themed months. If you want to say in which anime Lauren watches, or are just excited to hear that redo and any other bonus content we have planned to come down the pipeline, you can find us on Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out as always to our wonderful patrons, all three currently Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Kilua, Magical Girl Charlotte, and Brad the Bard. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. And rate us on Spotify. That also helps. We will see you all, ne- we will see you all again next week as we continue through Romance Month with Horimiya. Now, back to the podcast. love how often he is blushing all the time yes so yeah. i literally as i was putting clips together there are like so many videos i didn't include of like compilations of just every single time he blushes in the anime and they're all like 15 minutes long yeah he, i mean he's head over heels for this girl yes and she blushes he at him a lot yeah. Uh, yeah but i like how like playful he is and she again just doesn't get it like the little moment where she's like i'd like to see the dog again and he's like not just me. the dog like <laughs> <laughs> she's I like no like, of course you and he just like laughs he just he is so in love with her and it's so yeah. just sweet i it's i so absolutely sweet. loved watching this i can't get over the romance i love them both so much oh you just it's reminded so me cute. of the part where the dog is like barking at her because she's a scary person and he's like and he leans up against her and he's just like oh like they'll like who their owner likes, right? And the dog does look confused the with dog the is question like, mark. Huh, why are you maybe? <laughs> you know? I, I guess. But him leaning I do against like, her. I do really love the the puppy subplot because like, you know, you walk up and it's like pouring rain and there's just this puppy in a box. And Little like she puppy. just leaves her umbrella for it. And it's such it a sweet I moment. Hope I like you get adopted. Yeah, and I like that she's like, yeah. I try to do one good deed each day, and I'm like, God, I love this girl. She's Ugh, great. I she absolutely really is love so her. So hearted And again, just like she was like, yeah, I'll fucking walk the rest of the way to school in the pouring rain if it means this puppy will be okay. But that's like what I would do. <laughs> she looked so cute in um with her hair like up oh, in the bun. Oh, I agree completely. Uh, I completely thought she was so agreed. adorable. Yes, I loved having her hair up. And how how happy she was wearing apparently mildewy clothes. Well, it's just because it's something someone did for her. Like I know. she yeah. literally was like I can't believe that you would go you out kind. of your way to do and to give me something of yours to help yeah. me. Yeah. Again, nice. she has no self-worth. I know. 
at all. Poor little baby. It makes me so sad and I love her so much. And that's why I love the moment where everyone kind of comes together to defend her at, by sitting next to her. Ah, uh, yes. And, which is also where you get my favorite moment, which is fucking... Ryu? Uh, Ryu just being like, oh yeah, I'm also just going to sit here. Well, because that was, was my first time seeing this boy. He wants to be by the window. Like, he is the most, like, chillest, like, has no stakes in anything, very <laughs> straightforward. Like, oh, he's like Maury from Host Club, PJ. Oh, yeah, totally. No, I... I saw the show. I get it. <laughs> I understand the vibe. I understand the vibe. Thank you. But I just love that. Like, he is just so chill. And he's just there. And he's like, and she's <laughs> like, hey, let me have that seat. He's like, no, I like I like this seat. And then she just moves in front of Sawako instead. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of took the steam out of her little, like, protest thing. Like, And then, yeah. like, they when she's giving everyone the homemade, when Sawako's giving everyone the homemade cookies as a thank you. And he's like, I'm, I mean, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Are those cookies? <laughs> Can I have some? <laughs> uh, and I think Kazuhai is the one that gives him like half of his cookies. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. like, but yeah, I just love that nonchalantness and that like immediate. Again, we're in episode two, and you've already met all the key players, right? right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do get to episode two, obviously, because that's all we do in this anime in this podcast. And you've met like one or two of the key players, and you're like, wow. And I get this a lot as we're doing the episodes, and I'm like, wow, we really meet nobody yet. Uh, and again, I'll say this a million times take a shot. Um, that is our own fault for doing two episodes instead of three, because the established rule of anime is the three episode rule. But established rules be damned. We are Anarchy the Podcast. Woo! Oh, we're rebranding now. Woo! Yes. Woo! Um, okay. Anarchy. This anime does a phenomenal job. Uh, establishing everything in the first two episodes like you mm-hmm. you totally get what this anime is going to be about you get who the All important players characters. are yep. even the character that you don't get to meet a ton of which is Ryu it, mm-hmm. but again like you see him in the poster that's always the big thing where we're like alright name every character in the poster alright three of them are in these episodes <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's you get, always you get all of them in this and even with a little bit of you get it for you you completely understand him as a person right yes yeah it's like the Mr. Awesome so characterization within a few seconds you know exactly who this person is right reminded me of that yeah it's always exciting to be able to meet everyone on the poster like within the first two episodes it doesn't always happen (laughs) (laughs) i think my only worry about this month is it's just gonna be a lot of us being like this is so cute i love them so much and like just that (laughs) because that's what i feel like i've been doing it is i mean that's fine it's romance month that's the I mean, if you That's didn't want that, you shouldn't have pitched a romance month, Skylar. <laughs> but also, who knows? Maybe like we'll get through like Kamisab and Lauren will be like, I don't support this romance. Oh. Maybe. I mean, yeah, but that aside, like we're and we're also always going to get the best of it like a big thing in romance anime is there's they they try to show it somewhat genuinely you get a lot of struggle a lot of hardship things don't always go perfectly they sometimes do for sure but obviously we're always going to be in the honeymoon discovery phase of the romance in the anime by Mm -hmm. only ever watching episode one and two obviously we'll get some (laughs) some vibrance in the clips but that said like our our the meat of our discussion will always be like wow look at these two people falling in love (laughs) yeah we'll always be at the beginning and it's exciting at the beginning but you know what at the end of the day we're also not doing heartbreak month we're doing romance month that's true 
Okay, so then talking about romance, this is the trope of like two idiots in love with each other, right? So (laughs) (laughs) what are your favorite romance tropes? Ooh, I've okay. I like a lot of uh, toxic tropes. Uh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. One that I recognize as very toxic and very, very sexist. It's awful. But I do love uh, in like Josai blackmail relationships. My favorite Josai is holiday in handcuffs. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) You're fucking Melissa Joan Hart out of here. Get. Jeez. <laughs> I like also I like contract like uh Skylar's over here just like being like <laughs> I like it when people are forced to fall in love. No. But you know what? Fucking same with Lauren over here fucking loving Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast is my favorite fairy tale. Oh, it's true. You know, okay, actually my favorite fucking trope, and PJ can attest to this, is mm. I read a fuck ton of gender bin like anime and there's always the character who has to be like oh no am I'm i gay? gay and then like <laughs> they're not gay but they're in love with the the person pretending to be um that gender and uh very shakespeare 12th night fucking yeah. is my shit she's the man is my shit hanakimi <laughs> like host club all this shit fucking love it <laughs> I think my favorite romance trips are I I mean I I will say a lot of romance trips are inherently toxic. Yeah, they can be. But I think my favorite romance tropes are two people who are adamant they would never get together, like f- somehow falling in love. Whether it is something like a like an you've to got lovers. mail. Well, I was gonna say like a you've got mail, oh. where it's two characters who think they don't like each other, but if they were to get to know each other, they would. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you got mail is enemies to lovers, though. But it's kind of a complicated enemies to lovers because they're enemies and lovers at the same time. That's what makes it so good. They just yeah. don't know it, and that's what I mean. Like I like it, and it doesn't have to be that it can even just be two people who are best friends and like you know they've they are talking to you know someone that they met on omegle or something right like something like that and like why just mean a tool that lets them not know who exactly they're talking to but something like that where it's two people who are in love they just don't know it and not Mm -hmm. something like this which i do so love where it's they are in love but just can't admit it to each other it's characters who are in love and are just something is blocking them from realizing that it's with each other right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i do love that trope i've got to play out an enemies to lover in real life that was fun oh okay are you gonna leave it at that Oh, so basically, um, this person I really didn't get along with in school, we were like really fucking mean to each other. Heinous. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this happened twice. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Two enemies to lovers couldn't be mean. And they both had J names. So yeah, our teacher forced us to sit at the same table together. And then we started dating like afterwards. We had like a lot in common and we were both really funny. Uh, <laughs> One person was named James and the other was Jasper. One happened in eighth grade and the other one happened in 10th grade. So, what's your favorite romance trip, Lord? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I love the the sunshine character with the dark brooding moody character. 
I love that. That's cute. Yeah. But I do also love the Beauty and the Beast situation where this person who is hated by society ends up being loved by someone who is, you know. Forced to live with them, Stockholm? No, 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 no. Just someone who is, you know. (laughs) I'm just giving you the Forced to live with them, Stockholm Syndrome. Like, has a deeper understanding. It's not all, like, surface. Well, I mean, that's kind of this. Like, he knows that well, she's yeah, not the beast. yeah, this is kind of Beauty and the Beast. It is. Like. It very much is. Yeah, because she's the beast in this situation, and he is seeing through that to who she is inside, and he loves her for it. Regardless of how scary everyone thinks she might be. Exactly. And how scary she's sometimes animated. She was creepy. Yeah, just so you know, Lauren, uh, specifically, like, Japanese ghosts, like, Unreal are the only ghosts that truly scare me. We went to Not Scary Farm one time, Lauren, and like literally not scared the whole time. And then uh, we went to Japanese ghost maze and it, I was terrified. You were whole. done. It was so scary. Ooh, All right. So, I mean, we've talked about our favorite romance tropes, which I feel like is a pretty good indicator that we've kind of reached the apex of talking about Kimi Nitsudoke for now, at least about what we saw in the episodes. But let's talk about what we saw before and after the episodes as we talk about the music of Kimi Nitsudoke. So let's talk about the intro, which is called Kimi Nitsudoke, and it is by Tomofuni Tanizawa. So Lauren, what did you think of that opening? It was so sweet. I really enjoyed it. I love the visuals. I love how you go through all of the different seasons and all of the changes. Yeah, it was a really, it was a good time. I yeah, uh, I absolutely adore it. I think it's so. Again, yeah, I agree with everything you said. The visuals are very beautiful, but the song is just so. It's Soft a very sweet, and nostalgic. Yeah it's, yeah, it's got like a very nice vibe to it, while still having yes. like a like a very light alt rock edge. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love this song. It was so cute. And it just, again, all the watercolor is so cute. I love mm-hmm. it. And honestly, it does not really give you like a very like insightful look of like what the anime is going to be when you first watch it. But mm-hmm. like it definitely goes like, oh, it's going to be cute the whole fucking time. And it opened with this too. It was the first anime I'd seen where there was no scene before it. It just opened with the intro and I was like, oh, good. So Kimi Nitsuroki actually has a lot of very unique things with its music. A, I agree. It is one of the few animes I've ever seen that actually has his OP starting out episode one. That is mm-hmm. hella rare. But mm-hmm. B, this is a very fun, this is not even that fun. It's fun for me because I edit a lot of anime OPs because of, of course I put them <laughs> into the episodes. Kimi right. Todoke is the only anime I've ever had the intro and outro for. Intro and outros for anime are standard a minute 30. Like, that is the industry standard. Kimi mm-hmm. Todoke, only one minute for the intro and outro. Shut oh, up. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. Like, when I found the clip, I was like, did I just find, like, a shortened clip? Like, why can't I find the minute 30 version? Because it doesn't exist. 
oh, like one of the only animes I've ever seen that has a minute. And, and again, like I said, you know what else was only a minute? The outro. Which is Kowtow Moi, which translates to Unrequited Love by Chara. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I loved the art direction where it's kind of that soft watercolors, but also with like the sketchy like the pencils. Chalk, yeah, outline sort of thing. Oh, yes. it was so beautiful. It was so soft. It was so, you know, it was perfect for the two of them. The Ugh. pastels. Perfect. Yes. It was, <laughs> it was gorgeous. Yeah, I love the visuals. Love the song. I, it's not like a song that I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Bump that shit all day long. <laughs> But it is a song that I'm like, yeah, this really fits the anime very well. Yes. 100%. Yeah. It's very sweet, very caring with like a a, a tinge of something more to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that Mm -hmm. there's not like a color like wise. They don't use like black. They use like light browns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just makes it so soft. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Don't like the title. (laughs) But it's true. Unrequited? Unrequited? Only because she doesn't know it's love. Yeah, it's. I think he feels like it's unrequited. Oh, ah, yes. Okay, it's yes. his perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Which, honestly, you could argue that the intro is from her perspective and the outro is from his perspective. Yeah, because you really get a lot of her in the outro, like, you know, drawings of her, and he's only at the very end and when he's he looking was at in her. The fla- or she was in the flowers, like a, yeah. like a thumbeline. Yeah, no, I'd completely argue that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. let's argue about something else by moving oh. on to our segment, what modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Kimi so for the intro i was looking for that like soft alt rock that we were talking about earlier that also has a lot of um, nostalgia for me personally because this you know feels nostalgic it feels like your childhood 2009 baby 2009 baby so (laughs) i (laughs) i chose the fray i think the fray is a very good choice i think they're a little too powerful I get the critique. I understand. Uh, I totally, yeah, I, do too. I totally get like the I hear era the and the vibe for sure. But mm-hmm. I feel like they are like welling. There are pianos. It's almost orchestral in a way. The way that the prey plays their music. Absolutely. And this is a very soft song, but I still agree. Like I still yeah. think you're right that you capture the do- energy. Thank you. They do have some acoustic songs that, you know. Ah, uh, so God. Exactly. Yeah, where it's like slower. Oh, or is that Snow Patrol, actually? No, that's them. That's the fray. I went with, so I kind of tried to capture something very similar. I couldn't find someone who was as soft as this. That was still hard. So I still agree kind of with your decision of the fray. I do feel I went softer than the fray, but still a little harder than this. Uh, So I went with Two Door Cinema Club. Oh, okay. I really like that choice. The vocals match really well. And um, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not as soft, but I think they could 
I think they could pull it off if yeah, they wanted to. I feel like to. they just yeah. take out one of their three string instruments and take out the drums and you got it. <laughs> right. I think so too. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe I went a little too soft. Well, then we'll be a gradual decline. Like Lauren went very heavy. <laughs> I went middle. Skylar will go hecka soft. So Skylar, why don't you tell us who you picked? So I need you guys to know that I spent a lot of time, but like it was a fun journey. I had several songs and bands lined up and I literally made my co-workers listen to each one. I do think it's cheating that Skylar makes her picks by committee. You know, it's true. I was an independent person. You know, I was just working solo. So I didn't get an answer from them, though. Having them in audience did give me the confidence to finally choose a song, and that was Crazy for This Girl by Evan and Jaren. I think Evan and Jaren is a great choice. Mm -hmm. I do think they are... I, I wouldn't say like they are too soft for this. I do no, think they have a softer vibe, though. Like, even yes. when they get heavy in their songs, it's like soft heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I so agree. So I do completely see what you mean by that you might have gone too soft. I do think Evan and Jaren would be, and I mean, not to give any hints or anything, because I don't think Evan and Jared are remotely popular enough to have this, would make a great AMV. Yeah, it it would fit an AMV vibe. Regardless, yeah, great choice. Again, though, I think, like, if this was a Goldilocks situation, none of us found the just right. Like, the options Mm-mm. were like, this this it's bed too is soft. too tough. This bed this is, is actually like maybe long. a little too, just a little, just out of front frame. And then the, and then we went like, <laughs> this one's too soft. Like we, none of us landed perfect. But <laughs> I feel like we like have like an animorphs the of room. the song. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we're all in the same room of the house. Yeah. All right, so then let's move to our outro, which is Katamoi, again, uh, translate to I Requited Love. Lauren, who did you go with for that? I'm going to get red for filth because I could only think of one artist for the vocals specifically. The vocals kept throwing me off, and there was only one person who I was like, I've heard them do this before. I know they can execute it. They just have to sing a ballad, and I'm ready for you to roast me. I picked Sia. I feel like I get what you're going for, but I feel like Sia's voice is too powerful for this. Like, especially if you're going strictly for vocals, you went with someone who's so much more powerful vocally than this. Like, yeah. This is almost like someone whispering to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of get what you're going for. I see where your thought process was, for sure. I went too hard in the intro and in the outro. I think... I don't think I went middle ground. I actually think I did a phenomenal job with our outro. Go, I'm go, so ready. go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I did also try to focus on on vocals uh and i was like you know who has that like whisperiness with with the intense raspiness that Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. singer has and you know i really felt like there was like it it was an immediate get for me for the outro i went with macy gray fuck you (laughs) did you (laughs) oh but see i think it's because I think it's because it's the right answer. Like, Macy Gray totally fits this energy. Wow, she is perfect. Literally <laughs> in the car, I was like, hee hee hee, I fucking have my uh, outro on fucking lock. No, but it I, is I, on lock. It's so unlocked that we agreed. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think no, Macy she Gray is, is a great choice for this. 
Mm-hmm. I still think all of us did a good job overall. Again, you that, guys that came intro, to play. Well, I think that intro we were all struggling to find it, but now you know, and now and knowing is half the battle. There you yep. go. And the other half of the battle is taking a quick break to watch some context clips. So we're gonna do that, and we'll be right back with our closing thoughts from Lauren. So stay tuned. <laughs> All right, we're back. We are Lord watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional unrequited moments. <laughs> so, Lauren, <laughs> uh, you saw a lot. You saw episodes one and two. You saw these additional clips. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it's just time that we talk about what makes a romance romantic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? yeah. Is it those moments of unrequited love, that tension that builds? Is it, you know, the connection that two people make? I I honestly would argue that it's none of those things. I think it's that moment where they finally come to a mo- like come to a realization that their love exists. Mm. And, you know, you finally get that moment where the two characters realize that they love each other and they look each other in the eye and they ask each other that important question, which is, Lauren, would you keep watching Kimi Ni Tadoke from me to you? You know, um, I um, have um, been um. all in my feelings this entire time. And at first I wasn't sure how I was feeling about it. And then I just, you know, got to know it a little better. And I, I think, yes, I will continue watching it. I have fallen in love with this anime because it's so sweet. I love all the, the will they, won't they, and I want to see them kiss please kiss already <laughs> kiss already why can't this anime be called kiss me need to joke <laughs> but uh regardless of what it's called aside it is a kawaii success to kick off romance month you absolutely love to see it mm-hmm. and then that begs the question lauren what else did you love to see did you end up with a favorite character yes it was kazahaya of course. He's Same. so he's so Agreed. sweet. He's so cute. And he's, he's a blushing baby. He loves her blushing so baby much. Boy. Yeah. Ugh. It was adorable. And he's just like an also a nice person and uses all of his popularity for good. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. I totally, absolutely love him. I, I do have a very big soft spot for Ryu because I oh, just love him yeah. so much. And his romantic subplot is also very sweet. But uh, yeah, Kazahaya, totally best boy. Best boy. <laughs> I was just going to cry all month. I just hope, I hope everyone's ready. I love it. <laughs> Not like banana fish cry, but like yeah. But like, you said Kazahaya too, right, Sky? Yes, I did. Okay, awesome. Well, then, with that said, we have a kawaii success in the book. We have your favorite character. That must mean it's the end of the episode. Oh wait, I don't think it is. Oh, I think you're right because it's time for is there an MV for that? AMV, anime music videos. All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Kiminita Doke from Medio. I picked this song because I thought it would be really cute. And now that I know this anime came out in 2009, I think it it fits really well. I I picked What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. All right, Lauren, Mm -hmm. I looked it up and there are... At least two AMEs <gasps> to What Makes You Beautiful two? by One Direction for Kimi Tadoke. Oh my which God. means that you have three 
points <gasps> in the book. Hell yeah, wow. much better than comedy month already. Oh, poor <laughs> comedy month. already killing it. Honestly, you could probably pick the song every week, but I would have preferred if you don't. Yes, please, don't do that. Oh, no, I'm not going to pick a repeat. <laughs> but I'm saying you could probably get away with it all month. <laughs> but next, <laughs> well, next week, you definitely have to choose crazy for this girl by evan and jared that's a joke you don't have to do anything you have free will anyways it's time for the super secret not so secret bonus point is there an amv for kimi ni tadoki from me to you to evanescence bring me to life all right lauren it's up to you does it exist I mean, initially, I think it doesn't fit the vibe, but everyone thinks she's this character from a horror movie who can, like, see ghosts. And I think that would be really funny. And I want it to exist. I'm trying to manifest it into existence. Yeah, that it manifest. So, so is that an official yes, uh, yeah, Yes, it is a yes. I think it exists. <sighs> All right, Lauren. Oh. You are correct. Oh, there <laughs> is... <laughs> An AMV for Evanescence no Bring Me to Life. Way. I will say what? it is super incorrectly titled oh. Bring Me to Life by Linkin Park featuring Evanescence. That's not <laughs> that's not who sings Bring Me to Life. And they're right on the Evanescence part, not the Linkin Park part. Linkin Park isn't a part of it? Oh, they hit man. all the early AMV like stones right there. Like they <laughs> they hit them all. God. And I do want to be clear. Wow. I did listen through it to yeah. make sure that it wasn't like a mashup or something. It was not. They're just mis- they just assume that the male vocal is Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for your life is Lincoln Park. But all of that aside, them being a little wrong does not make you any less right with your four points kicking up from it. Oh month. my god. I'm so sorry, Comedy Month. You deserved better. But I'm so glad Romance Month got <laughs> this I start. honestly was ready for this to be a no, like, in terms of the search. And I was like, I cannot believe this exists. In my head, oh my I was God. like, I'm pretty sure it exists because of all the ghost parts. To be That's fair, why, there's yeah. literally only one. Wow. And it's only got, like, 700 views. Like, it has not, like, blown up the sphere it came out 10 years ago you hear that audience blow this amv up make maybe also don't because like or or at least go into their comments and be like this is a great amv i would like to clarify that evidence are the singers (laughs) (laughs) lincoln park is not associated what we don't know is lincoln park uh wrote this song and produced it they ghost wrote it (laughs) (laughs) to be clear the male vocal in Bring Me to Life is not Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. It's a lot of people have thought throughout the years. I've heard many people who have said it's actually Paul McCoy from the band 12 Stones. Mm. So it would more accurately be 12 Stones featuring Evanescence. Well, it'd actually be Evanescence featuring 12 Stones. Maybe let's not erase women, eh? right? Wow, Warren. Oh, my can't Fake feminist. <laughs> oh. But all of that said, we have a quite success in the book, four points in the book, and just a phenomenal kickoff to our romance month. Lauren, thank you so much for going on another journey through another other anime with us this week of course i hope you had fun but mm. more importantly i hope our listeners had fun hope they had a good time a fun time a keeping it to doke time a from me to you time a ringu time <laughs> on rio time and an on rio time but until next time we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar i've been lauren and don't let the on rio get you don't fall victim to Sadako's curse. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone! <laughs>